Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim will preach from Mark, verses 24 through 30. People came to Jesus in droves seeking healing, and he healed them. But this time, a woman came begging that he would cast a demon out of her daughter, and his response was, no, not for you. Shocking? Confusing? Raises all kinds of questions? Yep. Here is Pastor Jim to walk us through the context, the background, and the meaning of this strange event in today's slice of the message entitled, Crumbs Under the Table. Now, it's crossed my mind as I've studied this many times. If Jesus really wanted to be alone with his men, why didn't he just do it? Why didn't he just transport them to Tahiti or to Stanley, Idaho? There probably weren't a lot of Jews there in the first century. Why didn't he just make it happen? Well, that's one of those things that the Bible doesn't say, but I do think that there's a good answer. The things that he did and the things that he said during this period of his ministry were vitally important for training the twelve, and they're also vitally important for you and for me. The best training is in real life. The best way that you really learn a job is on the job. We call it on-the-job training, right? So he, he went away from where he was, but it was always in the context of real life with real people. So he leaves um, the region around Capernaum. He's leaving Jewish territory. And what's he doing? Well, Matthew says he withdrew. Mark says he wanted no one to know. Now, what's he getting away from? Well, I've already mentioned the crowds, but he was also uh, keeping his distance from Herod Antipas and his territory. Herod Antipas is the one, remember, he's the one, he, he irrationally thought that John the Baptist, whom he had had beheaded, had been reincarnated or come back to life in the form of Jesus. And if Herod would kill John the Baptist once, he might just try it again. So until it was the time to die, Jesus wanted to stay away from him. He was also withdrawing from the Pharisees and Sadducees who were already having meetings and making plans for how they were going to arrange for his murder. And yeah, he was withdrawing from the relentless, <clears throat> the relentless demands of the countless people day in and day out. He, he could use a day off by now. He legitimately wanted rest, and he wanted rest for his men. His intention was to be out of the spotlight, but, you know, that never happened really well, and it was going to take a while to even get some relief. So Jesus takes his men, and he travels northwest out of the land of Israel into the region of Tyre, or the city of Tyre, in the region of Tyre and Sidon. It's only about 50 miles from Capernaum to there, but 50 miles over hills on foot, it's, you know, that's a fair distance. Now, this is something new. 
He's going into Gentile territory. Now, the one thing that could accomplish is it could get him away from most of the Jews because under the influence of the self-righteous and legalistic Pharisees, they had this irrational aversion to even setting foot on Gentile territory. They kind of missed the point that this was to be the Savior of all the nations. Nevertheless, he could get away from at least the Jewish crowds by going to Gentile territory. So he goes the opposite direction from the Pharisee-infested territory of Judea, and Jerusalem. Now make no mistake about it, it won't be very many more months after this that when it is his time to die, he's going to go to Jerusalem, he's going to face his enemies, he will die, and then he's going to trump the devil's best play by rising from the dead. But that's not going to be for a while, and there's still a lot to do, mainly focusing on his men. Now Tyre and Sidon, those two cities, are in the territory of ancient Phoenicia. You might have read of Phoenicia if you've you know, studied history. Uh, if you go there now, it won't say, Welcome to Phoenicia. Uh, you will be in southern Lebanon, on the east end of the Mediterranean Sea, north of Israel. There are still cities named Tyre and Sidon, but they have expunged all memories that this ever happened there. You can go around in Israel and you can say, this biblical thing happened here, this biblical thing happened there. You go to Tyre and Sidon, you won't find any churches as monuments to when Jesus was there. It's in its Muslim territory. Now, the good news is you have your Bible, so you know what happened. So this takes place in Tyre. We've taken care of point number one, travel to Tyre. Secondly, Let's meet this desperate request, Mark seven twenty five and 26. But after hearing of him, see, he just couldn't keep it quiet. After hearing of him, a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately came and fell at his feet. Now, the woman was a Gentile of the Syrophoenician race, and she kept asking him, to cast the demon out of her daughter. Now, what do we know about her? Well, she's not famous. She's not a saint that I know of. Somebody may have named a saint after her. What we know is this is a woman. This is a Gentile. Matthew adds that she is a Canaanite. So in the eyes of most of the Jews, especially the ones like the Pharisees, as far as coming and having any right to approach any rabbi, let alone the Messiah, in person, she has three strikes against her. Strike one, woman. Strike two, Gentile. Strike three, Canaanite. So this was upsetting the social apple cart for her to come. Furthermore, since she was a Canaanite, we know that her background was false religion and idolatry. God had intended, when He gave Israel the land of Canaan, God had intended to use Israel to exterminate the Canaanites. That's not because God is mean and bloodthirsty. That's because of the exceeding wickedness of the, the Canaanites. But they didn't do it. Uh, this woman 
shouldn't have been around because there shouldn't have been any descendants of the, the, the Canaanites. So there's a, there's a certain manifestation of God's grace that if Israel had been fully obedient to what they were supposed to do, she wouldn't even be there. But by God's grace, she is there so that she could have this encounter with Jesus, so that it could be recorded in Scripture, so that Jesus could use it on that day. And here it is recorded for us. Now, Mark adds the little additional description that she was of the Syrophoenician race. Got any Syrophoenicians here? I don't think we do. There's your, there's your fancy word for the weak. Well, what, now, what does that mean? Well, I told you that Tyre and Sidon were the two main cities in the ancient uh, region known as Phoenicia. Phoenicia, that area, had come to be under the control of Syria for a long time. Syrophoenician just means there was intermarriage between the Phoenicians and the Syrians. So this woman, when it comes to the pedigrees, she's a mongrel, all right? She's got a little bit of everything in here, but clearly not a descendant of Abraham. So she probably spoke Greek. She came from a background that included any number of false teachings. But the fact that this woman sought out and came to Jesus tells you some things between the lines. It tells you she certainly was disillusioned with the impotence of her own religion. She may have come to any number of other uh, spiritual helpers before this time and had obviously never gotten help for her daughter. And now she's turning to the true God. She somehow had heard of Jesus. We don't know for sure. She had obviously done her research on who he is, and we know that from what Matthew adds to how she addressed him. Matthew, writing for Jews, often puts in more details about connections between uh, uh, Old Testament and New Testament things. And Matthew says in Matthew 15, 22, and a Canaanite woman from that region came out and began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me. Now listen to this. Lord, son of David, my daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. There's actually an adverb there, badly. She's badly demon-possessed. Now I think to be demon-possessed is to be in a badly situation. She was really badly demon-possessed. Now, son of David, that's one of Jesus' titles that identifies Him as the Messiah and the Savior. He's the fulfillment of the Davidic covenant, where God promised that a descendant of Abraham would sit on the throne of the kingdom of God on earth. Now, how did a Syrophoenician woman know that? And the answer is, we don't know. The best guess, she may have heard something by the grapevine and slipped over across the border into Israel sometime during the great Galilean ministry. She may have been among one of those big crowds. She may have heard something that Jesus said. It's it's possible someone had been in Israel and then come and told her, but...
Like I said, if you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.